here's a story from the world. All right, what do these three artists have in common? The weekend preceded there by Taylor Swift and Coldplay, some of their biggest hits were written and or produced by Sweden's Music Machine. Lots of other international recording stars look there too. Sweden is the third largest exporter of pop music in the world after the US and the UK. But some in the music industry there worry that the country's changing political climate is threatening its export hit machine. From Stockholm, the world's Europe correspondent Orla Barry has more. It's 10 a.m. on a weekday morning and already a long queue has formed outside the ABBA Museum in Stockholm. There's a group of elderly Swedes with walkers and walking sticks who break out into ABBA tunes every so often and families with young kids too. Perfect. So, ladies and gentlemen, the intermediate starts. A tour of the museum starts with the story of ABBA's recent return to the stage after almost 40 years. It's not the actual band members, though, but digital avatars that appear on stage. Will the audience react as if we actually were there? That's the million-dollar question. It's not hard to see why many give credit to ABBA for making Sweden a superpower in the pop music world. I think people like in every genre is proud of the Swedish legacy of ABBA and Max Martin, no matter what genre you're in. This is Lynn Wexel. She helps run a record label in Sweden called Milkshake. Max Martin, that Wexel mentions, is without a doubt Sweden's most famous music producer. Max Martin's song, and this one too, that he co-wrote with Katy Perry, pretty much launched her career. To put his success in context, Max Martin has written more number one hits in the US than anyone else except for Lennon and McCartney. We keep on hearing all the time about Max Martin and ABBA, like songwriters that are doing well, Roxette, Ace of Base, people like that throughout my whole lifetime. So I felt like, yeah, why not me too? Nia is a well-known singer-songwriter here in Sweden. She's talking to me over the phone because like almost everyone else in Stockholm right now, she's at her summer home in a forest somewhere outside the capital. I'm out for a walk, so I was like... Let's chat now if it works for you. Nia has written songs with several well-known European artists like Axwell, Swedish singer Zara Larsson and British rapper Tiny Tempa. What's been her secret to success? She says it's the Swedish education system that got her started on her music career. We have free schooling, so you can afford to go to a music school. Like It's not like in America where you, your parents maybe have saved money your whole life to go to university. And if you choose to do music with that money and fail, it's a chance you can't really take. In Sweden, most kids start learning music at a very young age, going to what are known as culture schooling. 
literally cultural schools. These are music schools that kids attend after regular school where they get to learn to play an instrument or sing. And they're practically free. The schools are mainly funded by the local councils. But last November, Sweden's new right-wing coalition announced that state support for these schools would be cut in half. In the long term, I think it would have a very dramatic impact, actually, because if you ask Swedish artists and Swedish musicians about their background, an extremely high percentage have a background in these kinds of schools. This is Swedish conductor Sofia Vinyarski. We meet in a park in central Stockholm. Vinyarski says while politicians like to talk up the success of the Swedish music industry, they seem to forget how so many musicians got started in their careers. Artists are continuously forced to point out that this music wonder didn't grow out of a vacuum, that there's an ecosystem and an infrastructure that is, well, pretty fragile. And uh, if we start sort of tearing down aspects of it, we don't know if we'll still have this music miracle. She says this government is more interested in promoting more traditional Swedish music. One of the most successful international artists to come out of Sweden in recent years is just about the opposite of all that. In central Stockholm, a museum called the Avicii Experience is dedicated to the life of the famous music producer. There's a replica of Avicii's childhood bedroom, complete with a discarded pizza box and a guitar, and a mixing desk where you can create your own remix of his songs. The museum also reflects on Avicii's sudden death. He took his own life in 2018 at the age of 28. Caroline Fogelin is head of exhibitions at the museum. She says being open about Avicii's mental health struggles is really important. And she's calling on Swedish schools to feature the artist and the Avicii experience as part of their curriculum. The ambition is that it is a must-have in Swedish schools. So as much as it's important to have a lecture about mental health, the uh, important part is also to include the music in education. After all, Fogelin says, Avicii continues to have a huge global influence on artists today. Songwriter Nia tells me she's often asked what's in the water in Sweden, that the country produces so many successful artists. In the last few years, Nia has turned her hand to singing too. Some say you will love me one day And I will wait, I will wait to get your love in one day Just say you will love me one day And I will wait, I will wait to get your love in one day That hit called Some Say, has clocked up almost 400 million listens on Spotify, which of course was also founded by a Swede. Nia says sometimes just saying you're Swedish appears to open doors in the music business. It's really unfair, but I'm happy it's <laughs> that way because I'm Swedish, but like it's definitely a good thing in music rooms abroad to say that you're Swedish. But still, it's a tough industry, she says, and it would be great if the Swedish government was behind us. For the world, I'm Orla Barry, Stockholm. Some say-